I play this therapist and we're trying to get into the mind of this young boy who's in a schizophrenic coma. And what happens is there's a serial killer out there. They come to me and the rest of the people on this project to see if we can get inside his mind because he happens to be in the same comatose state that this boy is in. And they ask her if there's any way that she can go into his mind to help find this last victim. They come to her almost as a last resort, like, we need something. There's nothing else we can do, and this girl's going to drown in 36 hours. Tarsem, the director, he was such a visual director. He had such an idea of what these bizarre images that he wanted to put in there and kind of going inside the mind of a killer and what that would look like and what it would be like. First, I'm in this, like, little boy's mind. It's, like, all fairy tales and beautiful deserts and costumes. Then I've seen her drop into the mind of this killer, and it's, like, the images are so surreal and, in a way, beautiful but disgusting. And so it's really an interesting movie because there were no limits. I just remember, like, even the costumes, putting them on and going, what, what are we doing right now? Like, who am I right now? He's like, we're inside the mind of the killer. And I was like, okay, great. <laughs> Just try to make everything feel authentic and real. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Another early morning recording. It is. The sun is shining. <laughs> new year, new us. The birds are chirping. <laughs> and it's me. My name's B. And I'm Scott. And, and these are, are the, the movies that made us gay. We have a classic returning guest. Oh, yes. Ashley Cassidy, welcome back on the show from Keep It Weird. Hi, hello, good morning. Thanks for having me again. (laughs) One of my favorite guests of the show. I say that to everyone, but this time I mean it. (laughs) I say that to every person. I know. I'm also a host of a podcast. I know how this goes. Everyone's a favorite guest. Everyone does a great job. Everyone is the listener favorite. And welcome back. For another episode. Yes, thank you. For one of the, uh, so, possibly the greatest movies that's ever been made. I was oh going to say, God, so we movie. saved a good one for you. Yep. So we watched The Cell from the year 2000. Wow. 21 2000. fucking years ago. The year 2000. Yeah, oh, I can't. Man. I can't talk Directed about by time. Tarsim Singh. Yes, indeed. The visionary director, Tarsim yes. Singh. I um, did not know... Who he was really until we started, like, I guess I never paid attention to who directed this oh, okay. um, movie oh. before Interesting. we started, we planned to do this episode. So sure. uh, it's so obvious now, like now after like knowing yeah. who he is, being like, of course he directed music videos. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is just a music video. That's two yeah. hours long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I'll be able to track it down, but I remember specifically at the time there were interviews with him just kind of like, I just wanted to make a feature. Yeah. Yeah. I I just wanted to make a feature. I didn't really care what the subject matter was. You know, I just figured I could make it work to what I want to present to the world. And right now, these like FBI serial killer procedurals are really hot. Yeah. The so early years of uh, <laughs> NCIS. What else came out around that time? There's like seven. Well, I mean, there's also all of those like Silence of the Lamb clones of the Lam- that... Yes. They all kind of star Morgan Freeman and Ashley Judd. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Along came like, a spider. Yeah. 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 
Aren't there like multiples of that? Like, long came a spider. The something girls or girl. Kiss the Kiss girls. Kiss the girls. Yes. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 And oh, There's Bone a... Collector. I'll watch them all. The Bone yes. Collector with Angelina Jolie and Denzel Washington, yes. of course. Oh, and Scott, your favorite copycat. Copycat. Copycat, yeah. Sigourney Weaver and Harry Connick Jr. and Holly Hunter, so good. Yeah. But, but I mean, in which they ones, all pale in comparison. They pale oh, in comparison. Ahead. I was going to say, which ones do you get to go inside the killer's brain? <gasps> oh, my goodness. Yeah. None. Well, it, the lawnmower man. But other than oh, that. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. <laughs> so I wanted to do the cell because I feel like it just had its 20-year anniversary Mm -hmm. and i've sort of noticed that there's sort of a subgroup of gay men that love this movie i love that that are all about it that are all about the cell that are all about tarsim they're all about everything that jennifer lopez wears can't get enough of it lip gloss in the lip gloss situation movie (laughs) i actually wrote yes so my notes are hilarious because i was oh my God. high when i watched this last night <laughs> i will never good watch state this of mind movie to be in it. sober good again choice. because holy crap um but yeah it just says lip gloss is popping all caps it is popping popping the curls are on point the lip gloss so is tight. crazy the booty is out of control mm-hmm. i yeah. think uh the gays who love this movie i think they're um matrix gays sure yes I think they're definitely Matrix gays in this in this realm. Oh, and I have a feeling this will be very nicely fit with the movie that we're doing next week. Ooh, what are you hint, doing? Hint, hint. <laughs> we're the doing Matrix. the Matrix next oh. week. Leather. There's yes, so much indeed. leather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. We're going to – we're definitely going to uh, somehow incorporate that clip of those goths under the overpass doing that goth dance. I love that clip. Um, I mean, how could you not? I really loved this Christmas when they put Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas yes, is You over it. Um, so that good. Was the best. I don't think <laughs> so I've ever good. seen this. Oh, oh you, you'll know it when you see okay. it. <laughs> it's iconic. Those are, those are our gays. Those are our people for this episode. So if you, if you are a white person with dreadlocks, I mean, <laughs> come on in. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so. Tarsim Singh, this this director, like you said, he came from music videos. The the thing for me, because again, old, um, <laughs> I remember very much the Losing My Religion video yep. from REM. Right, you could not get away from this video at the time. It was it's pretty much recreated in this movie. It is yeah. definitely there are scenes that are straight out of that video. I watched it last night and I was like, oh, that's the same room. Yeah, the room with the window. Yeah, and, and the, the like. Tub. And, yeah, it also exactly. still had the jars of water in the on the windowsill. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, they didn't change. They just took the bathtub out. Yep, yep. Um, and that video, even for Tarsim, is a little. It's. I mean, it's expressive and it's visual and yeah. all of that, but it, it's not as crazy as you know the, his most recent work, the Lady Gaga nine one one video. Yes, which, which was like, madness. Which oh was goodness. off the hook, and when that video came out. And we sat down and watched it. We had to just see one frame of it. And we were just like, oh, it's Tarsim. <laughs> like, we just immediately knew who it was. Yeah. We we also, after we watched the video, we did a... Or after we watched the movie last night, we did a music video kind of like tour yeah. of, uh, of, of his We'll have works. to make a little playlist of all the music videos to watch after this movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the visuals are just like... Stunning. 
I think stunning. Yeah. And a lot of what he does is, you know, recreating Renaissance paintings mm-hmm. and Eastern mysticism and, you know, all of this stuff kind of mishmashed together. And it's yeah, it works so pretty well. much any any shot in this film that takes place in the mind of Carl is mm-hmm. a a piece of art of some kind, whether it's like surrealist mm-hmm. art or Renaissance art, yeah. like there's so many different styles, but every single shot, every single scene is like, Oh, that's just a piece of art that he recreated for this. scene. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, starting, starting with that REM losing my religion video, working his way through the nineties, then coming into movies. And then at the time there was a lot of music video directors that were kind of, um, all kind of working in the same... Um, David Fincher. Uh, da- exactly. Mm-hmm. David Fincher, Mark Romanek. Uh, the woman who did a, a lot of the... Um, Manson. Marilyn Manson videos. Yeah, Florius. And it's Monday. just kind of interesting of who you see. They're all emulating themselves. Yeah. Because there was David Fincher that did some early Madonna videos. Yeah. Uh, Mark Romantic. <laughs> I mean, everyone just sort of copied Mark Romantic at some point. And that visual style. Yeah, and, and it like all kind uh, of Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, Nine Inch Nails videos. It all kind of came to a head uh, with American Horror Story and like those intro yeah. scenes. I have know. American Horror Story written in my notes. It's, yeah. I mean, it, that's all kind of reference. Everything's referencing it, itself, but it all kind of spilled over into like regular everyday pop culture. And I know American Horror Story is still kind of like fringy, but I mean, it's on it's network still, television. Yeah, it's on, net, it's on FX. I am. Um, <laughs> yeah. I also think of a lot of uh, movie openings. Like Seven had a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, Taking Lives and House on Haunted Hill, where they yeah. they the remake, obviously, where they take like mm-hmm. stop motion animation and like really severe close ups of objects that make them yeah. look gross when they're just like normal. Yeah, that was real popular in the late nineties, early two thousands. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, on the one hand, it's kind of dated because it is so like heavily referenced in this in this era of yeah. these music videos and movie openings and stuff. But on the other hand, you can kind of say that you know it just laid down framework for a lot of these other you know directors, and it's like as like we said, it's kind of spilled over into just everyday pop culture. And you don't really know where it started or who kind of like pioneered all of it. Yeah, the weird imageries. Uh, it's the weird imagery is kind of just taken for granted now. Yeah, yeah. but, but you know, there are ways that it could be done horribly. Like I know you're going to probably bring it up later, but Scott, you sent me that uh, trailer for the Cell Two, and it was like they just <laughs> didn't get like they tried yeah. so hard, but it's it, missing yeah. something. They just they, there was no creative anything behind it. It was just a guy that was like no, the first yeah. one was weird. Yeah. Put Let's some get flashing lights. Yeah. <laughs> a Latina you know, a psychic woman. Latina. And, <laughs> and flashing lights. And we got a movie. Yeah. No. <laughs> Throwing some Geiger related imagery. <laughs> no. Sorry. But, um, okay. So, I don't know about how, you know, how you watched it. But we rented this movie. And the stream we got was like, it was a VHS tape. It was kind yeah. of... Kind of not a the great stream off transfer. Renting it off Amazon wasn't great. I am. Um, I own the DVD. Uh, oh, there you go. And it looks really good, but the sound quality, like the sound recording of sure. it, was. Gar- we had to turn the subtitles on because um, oh, it was like that. really loud. But then the voices, the- it was J Lo, like J Lo. Hello. Yeah. The mix was just a little off. 
I love tacos and burritos. Tacos. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Is that South Park? <laughs> yes, <it's laughs> he can he can say that he's Latin. That's I know. True. I get yeah. I get a pass. Get a pass. So. Um, yeah, so the transfer was not great, no. but I feel like even for a 2000s movie that we saw, it still t- looked really good. I mean, these visuals you can't you can't beat them and Scott kind of mentioned, "Oh, you know, Tar- when as we're watching it or I think as we finish watching it, he's like, "Yeah, you know, that Tarsim just like going out into you know, Africa for these desert scenes." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "They shot him in Namibia the opening scenes." They went to Namibia for those? I it fully looks thought like it was like stage. It looks like it sounds. I thought yeah. it was like Yuma, Arizona. I was like, you know, Mel Brooks went out to <laughs> like the, the salt flats for Spaceballs, and it looked pretty good. But well, I was reading that the studio was like, "Why the fuck do we have to pay for a location shoot to Africa? You can just shoot in a desert in America." Nope. But he insisted on the specific national park in Namibia. Because it Those just looks dunes. beautiful on film. And he also mentioned that for a movie that's so set-bound, mm-hmm. he really wanted to make sure that the audience knew that when you went into someone's mind, it wasn't necessarily like corridors and rooms. It could be expansive like a whole – open into the air, like a whole world. Yeah. So that's really why he insisted on filming at this desert. I mean, and it's beautiful. And He also the- shot The Fall there. Yes, which I've never seen, and you can't like. Oh, you should watch you the fall. It's great. You can't rent it anywhere. I already looked into oh, it. Oh, so. I think that we rented it from the that. video store. I'm going to have to get on eBay and get yeah. an old DVD or something. There but, you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So the especially that opening scene with the in the what was it Namibia 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 yeah in the desert the the score as well it's so disorienting it's just beautiful score by Howard Shore yeah. It is. It's chaotic, but it's but it's also kind of soothing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's J Lo in this white dress with like, are there feathers on it? it? Like, yeah. who? What is this dress made of? You know, she's on this horse, and the horse turns into like a statue. Okay, the way she walks up this sand dune mm-hmm. and just leaves tracks behind her. I'm sure it's Jennifer Lopez when you can see her face. Mm-hmm. Probably Jennifer Lopez's devil. And then, Most yeah, I, I doubt that even in two, the year 2000, she's like, I'm not walking up that damn sand. I'm not <laughs> walking up that damn sand dude in this white dress. <laughs> With a helicopter chasing her, you know. I was going to say, that dress was not, it was constricting, to say the least. Oh, that yes. did, That didn't yeah. move. No. Oh, we have, we have thoughts on constricting costumes by this designer, because we yeah. did just rewatch the bonus features of Dracula. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, this costume designer, um, Eiko Ishioka, uh, she was uh, she started she was an art director for mm-hmm. Makes you sense. know for films and for commercials and I forget what the big movie that he, she did that Francis Ford Coppola wanted her from. Well, he said he said that she had done some graphic design work for Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Ah. And he really enjoyed that and thought that she had done graphic design. She'd done production design. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't she do costume design? And so he brought her on board for Dracula. This is Francis Ford Coppola. And if you remember the costumes in Dracula, they are insane. Mm-hmm. Like he wanted what? the movies to lead with the costumes. Specifically. 
Yeah. And it's like a lot of them, you know, on the one hand, you can just sit back and say, well, okay, it's like period. It's, you know, turn of the century. These women are wearing bustles and, you know, dresses and all that stuff. But when you really get down to it, there is some insane costume work. Some cuckoo bananas dresses. Yeah. And she kind of brought, well, she definitely brought that aesthetic over into this movie with um, these. Okay. The costumes that they wear, the like muscle suits. Yep. I actually, <laughs> I wrote down a quote from Joe when we were watching. Also, hi, just FYI. And, uh, <laughs> sure. and he just like slowly was like, they look like red vines. They do, two, they do look like red vines. red vines. I was like, mm, you want some snacks? Uh, mm, red vines. <laughs> I actually wrote down, it looks like something Cody Fern would wear to the Emmys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be a, that would be like a iconic fashion moment Hell just yeah. to wear the muscle suits from the cell on a red carpet. That's a, that's a Met Ball look. True. Yeah. The Met that's Ball. the Met yeah. Gala for sure. <laughs> Met Gala, yeah. I, yeah. As I was, um, uh, watching the movie and jotting down notes, I think one, two, five different times I wrote the line, this is the best costume in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then it'd be like two we'll scenes little, later, and I'd be like, it. "This is the best." We'll sort of do a. We'll, we'll, love sort, it. we'll sort of do like a hot take of what of what we think what, the best costume worked, of the movie is at the end. Yeah, but those muscle yeah. suits. I mean, could you move in them? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Probably not. There was one shot. Um, spoiler alert for a little bit later in the movie when Vince Vaughn <laughs> is coming out, and he's like, "Get me out of this fucking suit!" And I was like, "I think yeah. that's just Vince Vaughn. <laughs> like, not yeah, even right, his yeah. character. He's just like, I don't want to be associated with this body anymore." He's like, "Oh, you're recording that." <laughs> um, so, so just briefly, Jennifer Lopez's character is a therapist, social worker. Combo she was a, a social worker that sort of got scooped up by the sciency people uh, to help y- them with this new technology of diving into people's minds. Yes. Right. And it's experimental technology. It's just this one boy, this one child that is catatonic, comatose. He's also apparently schizophrenic because there is a part in the movie where she talks about uh, how different schizophrenia is in children. Ah, okay. Yes. So we we start off with her character. She's she's our our, uh, protagonist, our hero. Uh, It's in the dream world. Her name is Catherine. Catherine. Um, And she's in her – this client, this, this patient in his dream. And um, that's why we get these like crazy desert scenes, and she's wearing this beautiful gown, gowns, beautiful gowns. And I believe that it's funded by this child's parents. Right, I was going to say. Yeah. I think yeah, that's kind thing. of what's. It's a private, uh, you know, yeah. endeavor. It's not like it's this hospital where it's like, yeah, just go to this hospital and we'll jump we'll in jump your, in dream, your head. You know? and- yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's very. It's experimental, privately funded. La la la. And the parents are like. This is getting nowhere. You know, we don't even know if this is going to, you know, go on any further. We don't even know if we believe that you're talking to him in his brain. Exactly. (laughs) He's no better than he was six months ago. And yeah, we just are going on faith that you are actually doing anything. Um. And so we start off with her. I love her like scenes at home where she's like unwinding. Yeah. And like just like panties and like a little like top. Yeah. I um so although 
If anyone watches Fantastic Planet the way that she does, they are a psychopath. <laughs> sure. She is so serene. She's like, oh, cute. I'm like, no, this is yeah. horrifying. No, what is wrong with you? Now I'm wondering if you're well, she just, the person I she should just be afraid smoked, of. She just smoked that fatty ass blunt. She did so smoke she's a like. Fatty blunt. <laughs> but for me, that would send me even further over the edge. Like, even please further. turn this off. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Because that. That score from Fantastic Planet, if I'm stoned and listening to that score, I feel like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We have the score on vinyl. We do have the score on vinyl. <laughs> so, I mean, this would have been pretty cool for Tarsim, putting this, putting yeah. Fantastic Planet in a major movie. Because it's yeah. like, what do you think the availability for a movie like Fantastic Planet was in 1999 oh, or yeah. 2000? It was, it was probably sure. hard to track down. Exactly. And also, there's very obviously a lot of influence he took from Oh, Fantastic yeah. Planet and put in this movie. So it's a nice little homage. The colors. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like you probably couldn't find it at like Hollywood video, but you could go to like your local like superstar video, like your little yeah. family one. And they might have like one crunchy, like crusty VHS. With like it. a warning their... on the front. We're like, this yeah, is they not would have for... their weirdo employee <laughs> yeah. that would recommend <laughs> not it. Not for kids. Oh, man. Speaking of weird cartoons that were not for children, we were watching some. 70s Ralph Bakshi. Yeah, I mean. Animated movies. Yeah, I mean. Fire and Ice. I love Fire and Ice. It's great. It's just, you know. I remember my local, or not my local video store, my VHS that I had at home that my dad recorded of Return to Oz. Um, He recorded it on TV, so there's like commercials and everything. And before it came on, like before the movie started, there's a literal warning that's like, I realize this is Disney. (laughs) <laughs> I realize you have all seen Wizard of Oz. This is not in the same universe. <laughs> Buckle up, because you're in for a ride. Anyways. Yeah, um, but I don't know. There's something about, uh, you know, movies from the 70s and 80s that were aimed at kids, but that were just scarred you for life. Yeah, no, we need more of that today. They don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a reason kids are soft. I know. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> they need another return to Oz. Thin out their ranks. You have Dorothy um, getting electroshock therapy because she won't stop talking about a Tin Man. <laughs> Headless anyway. women chasing her around <laughs> a mirrored hallway. Um, so yeah, so Catherine is just like she's cool. She goes home and she like smokes it off yep. and just like and watches like trippy, you know, French <laughs> art house movies in her spare time, but. Um, Concurrently, kind of inters- <laughs> concurrent, yeah, <laughs> interspersed and concurrently, we get glimpses of Vincent D'Onofrio. Who I like, Vincent D'Onofrio. He's a good actor. This but was I'm- a weird time of his filmography because they were trying to get him in genre movies and dramas. Well, he, yeah, yeah he, had- he is a character oh, I'm actor. Vincent- I'm oh, about Vincent uh, oh, D'Onofrio, not Vince Vaughn. I'm thinking of Vince Vaughn. Oh, yeah, 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 that was a Vincent D'Onofrio is the shit. I love Vincent D'Onofrio. I know the weirder I, he is, the more I like him. Yeah, but my thing about Vincent D'Onofrio is that he's like a big lumbering dude. Yeah, and which could work for a serial killer. Mm-hmm. You know, it would he'd be Ed a great Leatherface. Yeah, but he's he's got some muscle on him in this well, movie. I don't know well, that it's muscle. I think, he, think just that- got, he just got really skinny. And it's not even like skinny. He just got thin for Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. So it's I was, like, and then I was also thinking that for the makeup, maybe they put on some abs on him. Oh, they did. There's yeah. When he's like his weird evil king 
Oh, yeah. Self. Well, and I wonder if they film that later because when he's actually going into the coma, when he's having the seizure and you Mm -hmm. see him, um, there's not an ab to be found. So it's either painted on or they filmed one after the other and had him Mm -hmm. lose some Mm -hmm. definition. But. Yeah. I'm... Yeah. So I don't know if they were trying to go for something with this character where he was like a little bit more slight Sinewy. and thin. Like, yeah. He, yeah. And just Vincent D'Onofrio, that's not his body type, but they just liked it. I don't under, I don't, I kind of don't get where they were going. Yeah. I mean, I, that. I prefer my serial killers to be out of shape. Like when, uh, shockingly vile, whatever the fuck that Zach Efron, Ted Bundy ma- oh, sure. yeah, monstrosity yeah. was. And he yeah. was just so ripped. And it was like, uh, I think that yeah. serial killers have other things to do. I don't <laughs> think they're hitting the gym. I don't. Think I've also have yeah. never bought. I've also have never bought Agreed. that Ted Bundy was secretly hot. No, that that whole he was yeah. a very do it for average man yeah. in terms. Of I'm not getting into his car. And yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, 70s. Yeah. It was the hair. Maybe it was the chest hair. Women were like. True. He's got it. Um, yeah, Vincent uh, Carl is the character's name. Is mm-hmm. possibly actually one of my favorite serial killers in any mm. serial killer movie I've ever seen. And I don't know if that's because he's so good um, just as an actor in general, but also just like you get to see how he yes. became a serial killer. And it's yeah. not just like a- alluding to. It's like, no, you get to see some of the worst child abuse I've ever seen in my entire life. On yeah. film. I cannot believe it's in the movie. Yeah. And like as you're watching it, you're like, yeah, that's how that becomes that. Yes. That's how that becomes the guy with a bloody bowl washing a <laughs> naked woman's body in a bathtub. Like, totally. Yeah. And this kid who plays like young Carl, he's just like was he showing in, up at was he was on Lizzie McGuire? Lizzie McGuire, yeah. that's what it was. I was like, was it Malcolm in the Middle? Yes, okay. Yeah, Lizzie McGuire's I was gonna say brother. so. He's mm-hmm. he's like showing up to the set of Lizzie McGuire like on Monday, and he's like, "You guys, <laughs> this movie that I'm did. doing." <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, it's it's young Vincent D'Onofrio. It's not young. Uh, it's not the boy from the beginning. No, 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 no. It's young Vincent D'Onofrio. The boy from the beginning, is somebody else. He's a nobody. So, um. Just yeah, kidding. he's he's a nobody. <laughs> we don't care about him. Um, so immediately we get this washed up uh, Laura Palmer, like yeah. wrapped in plastic, you know, body. And you know, Vince Vaughn, God bless him, I love him, but just I feel like he's struggling to play this like yeah hard. It's a as little nails, like, like noir too. <laughs> the dialogue. Well, um, this is like where it, it comes that the screenwriter was really copying seven because you could just see, Oh, this is just Brad Pitt's character from seven. The screenwriter too, by the way, I was reading about how much he like hated it and like disowns the film. And then I was like, well, what else has he done? And he was, it was like Poseidon and I am legend. I was like, well, maybe, maybe you're the problem. Yeah. Right. Maybe it's not what they changed about this script. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Maybe it's you. (laughs) Quite possibly. But go on. Yes. So like concurrently we've got this, social worker going into the brain of this child who's in a coma mm-hmm. and Vince Vaughn, a cop. And my notes just say Dean Norris. Apparently I was very excited to see him um, <laughs> find tracking the serial killer. And like, I do like about this movie that like 
the stories don't really convert. Like they're about completely different things until Mm -hmm. like 25 minutes in. Yeah, true. Because we also get, um, Oh, Dean Norris. Okay. I thought you were, I thought you were talking about the guy who's not Tim Roth. Oh, Tim Roth. uh, Yeah. Cheaper. Stunt double. (laughs) (laughs) Discount Tim Roth. Discount Tim Roth, exactly. So, yeah, so we got, you know, Vince Vaughn finds the body wrapped in plastic, and so now there's a serial killer on the loose, but we're also getting glimpses of Carl. You know, he shows up at his lair, and we don't know where the lair is. It's a mystery. There is a room (sighs) that is filled with water and a a female body, a female victim. Is this the cell? Floating in the water. This is the cell, right? Is this the cell? I think the cell is several things. I think the cell okay. is that. That's where she's being yeah. kept is the cell. But also the cell is like he's trapped in his own brain. Yes. After yeah. he has a yes. seizure, that's the cell. We are mm-hmm. made of cells. We are made of cells. Protons are the po- the powerhouse <laughs> of the cell. The nucleus. How dare the you? Nucleus is the, the powerhouse of the cell. I was trying to get, I knew I was going to mess that up. So pretty much I was asleep in biology. So pretty much there's a whole episode of Law and Order SVU. Happening. Before Jen yes. gets in exactly. D'Onofrio's brain. And who would know better um, than Vincent D'Onofrio? Is it made immediately clear that Vince Vaughn and Discount uh, Tim Roth are the FBI and not just yes. I think they're the cops. FBI. Yeah, because they walk up and like the cops are investigating this body, and then all of a sudden Vince Vaughn's like, "Don't worry, we're here," and they're like, "Oh boy, <laughs> here we go." So is, it's like is very this someone clear that, that someone else. And yeah. this is someone that they've been trying to track down because they've been finding bodies. Yeah, like this, this is like the right? seventh victim. The only reason I know is because when you go into his brain, you can count like, okay, there's the sure, bodybuilder, sure. there's the this, there's so you can count like how many there have been. I think there's. Seven. We love that. We love that piece of ADR when Jen walks into the American Horror Story room with all of the all of the victims, mm-hmm. and there's a piece of ADR that's just like it's his victims. It's his victims. Like we will get it. The, Thank you. It's the back of her head, so you don't see her say it. So it's just like they just drop that in. They're like, maybe, maybe they won't they know won't who these know things happening. are. They probably put that in after people were confused yeah, on like a test screening. I guarantee there was a test screening where people were like, we didn't know. Yeah. So when they find. Laura Palmer, she's dead, mm-hmm. obviously. She's been bleached. <laughs> Sorry. She's been bleached. She's white, but it's like, it's also a corpse. Mm-hmm. So it's not really like knock you over the head how white she mm-hmm. is. And one of the one of the FBI guys goes, do they all look like dolls? <laughs> and I'm just like, does she really look, she just looks like a corpse? Yeah, I was going to say, Jesus. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, what's what kind of dolls do you have? Yeah, that's. I thought that was weird, but in the American Horror Story room in his head is really when we get to see that he puts them in these poses yeah. and like you know kind of makes them move like puppets and mannequins and all that. And um, we keep calling it the American Horror Story room, but it just looks <laughs> it like those look, intro yeah. scenes, you know, or especially early seasons, mm-hmm. early seasons like season one and two, especially, and and also you know the Nine Inch Nails videos where they would get these you know dolls or puppets or, or those tool videos, yes, you know where they would you, you know ropes and pulleys and things to make them move, and that really kind of like illustrated to me as like oh okay that's the doll thing, mm-hmm. but. I didn't really see it from the 
white corpse wrapped no, in plastic. I mean, no, I didn't either. Yeah. And then the, she had but, the collar oh well. on, which I guess yeah, was like mm-hmm. sort of like they say that he makes them individually for each victim, the collars. Sure. Um, so he could have like an Etsy store. He's yeah, like a, so he could know, sell them online. Handmade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Custom. <laughs> so, okay. So he also has some kind of like, uh, he's got like a brain cloud or something because. Mm-hmm. Wait, before we get to they... the seizure, we have to talk about the suspension piercings and the oh, scene. Yeah. So when you rented it, did you get the masturbation scene? Because I know it wasn't yes, in the theatrical release, apparently. That's what yeah, I heard. Yeah, we got it. Um, right. I did. I read that, too. I was like, oh, I. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Apparently it was not in the uh, uh, theatrical release in America. And it also wasn't on like the first DVDs. Like it wasn't until the 2015. No, I don't remember which DVD release it was that they put that. Are you sure it. that we got it? Yeah. Yeah. It was the, the scene where he's hanging from. Well, yeah. I know that. There's the hanging scene. And he's hanging he's, over, like, one of the bodies. Ha- so he's got the suspension piercings in. He's hanging from his mm-hmm. suspension rings, which for anyone who's listening who doesn't know what that is, that's where you have, like, back piercings, arm piercings, the, all the fleshy piercings that you can, like, suspend yourself Ugh. from. He is hanging over the dead corpse of a naked woman. In the background is the video footage he took of her while she was dying, where she's just screaming, help me, help me, please. And he's masturbating. Yeah. And yeah. it is horrifying. <laughs> yeah. I cannot believe some of the things this movie shows you. And that's one of the things that I actually really appreciate about it because there's so many movies about serial killers, especially I hate to keep harping on Ted Bundy, but it just drives me crazy. Yeah. I think it's because I have a theory that it's because Ted Bundy is a, uh, you know, his cell is that he's sexy. And if you actually saw what he did to his victims, that would be gone. Like, if you actually saw the attacks or you, you know, um, heard about the necrophilia or the fact that he would Mm -hmm, have sex mm -hmm. with the bodies after they were completely rotted, that's not sexy anymore. That's just (laughs) creepy and gross and disgusting. So, yeah, yeah, so I appreciate that. Especially, like, there's one scene where he... Uh, Carl's character kidnaps another woman. You get to see it happen. And Mm -hmm. most directors would just have the woman sort of like be shocked and then like cut to black and be like, oh, he knocked her out. But in this, like you see him like take her down. He's like wrapping his like wraps his legs Mm -hmm. around her and holds her as she like struggles and squirms and and moans. Mm -hmm. And it's just like fucking hell. It's uh, dark. Yeah, definitely. And that, he did the, that really, uh, you know, he's got this dog. This I was going like to say the dog fake out scene always gets me. I always forget about it. Yeah, how did and he train that dog? Up, <laughs> yeah. To, yeah. Well, because the dog's not there when she walks up. Yeah. Too. So he's like, go run over there. Yeah, he does this thing with the brick. So, like, it stops the car, but then she, she thinks, thinks that she, she hit hits the dog. The dog. Yeah. Uh, love it. Um, but love I it. was thinking, we did. Um, we did an episode of our show uh, on body modification this past season where we do talk about suspension rings. And I was thinking that 
I wonder how that community felt about this because it's really not a sexual thing right. um, at all. Right. It's more like a euphoria thing. Like your body gets flooded with like endorphins and serotonin and oh it's a natural high basically. Um, so to yeah. fetishize it like this is, I, I, I guarantee there was some backlash from those people who were like, Oh, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We don't do this for sexual reasons. And also you made us look bad. <laughs> what's the, um, what's the ritual with American Plains Indians where they do that? Like the, well, uh, I know, by ropes. Yeah. I know uh, the Crow nation was a big one with a suspension like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's different like places of like the way he does it. I think it's called. It's in a lot of cultures. Yeah, I think the way he does it is called the Superman. But you can do all kinds. Like you can hang from your ankles. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh my god! I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I would never tell someone not to do no. it, but like mm, pass. I'm gonna pass. Oh yeah, it's very. To me, it just it reminds me of that time again in the late '90s, early 2000s. It was just that like. Jim Rose sideshow, like remember, like Lollapalooza, yeah. and they would have like the mm-hmm. the like freak show people, yes. and they would have the they would have like a flamethrower, but they would also have a guy mm-hmm. that stuck like nails in his eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and but yeah, all of that like body modification for that. I mean, body modification is one thing, but this kind of like I don't know endurance or yeah, just it's like a- it's foreign to me. But hey, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing, I guess. No. No. <laughs> Some people like Some it. Some people like it. Who am I to kink yeah. shame? No, it's not really exactly, kink. But... Exactly. I also <laughs> noticed, um, so the through theme of this movie is suspension. So like suspension. Yeah, I was going to say I have weightlessness. Weightlessness. There's a lot of. The being in the water, floating in the water. or yeah. like. Did you notice? Jen's bed. The water bed. It's a water bed. Yep. yep. And that scene is happening at the same time as the the piercing suspension mm-hmm. scene where she's like laying yes. in her water bed. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Interesting. And one of the times she enters uh Vincent D'Onofrio's mind, uh it's like it's shot underwater. Yeah. When she enters the world, she's like floating. Yeah. Yeah. In like a dress. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he he makes one last kind of capture. Mm-hmm. He gets, you know, one one last girl, takes her out into the desert, into the cell, you know, into this cell that slowly fills with water. But he leaves her there and goes back to his actual home. And in his home, he has a seizure, passes out, goes into a coma at the exact same time as the FBI raid his home. They find him, but it's like, okay, we captured him, but... He's not conscious. We He's not mm-hmm. conscious. And we know he's got one more victim, but we just have to find her. So how are we going to do this? Well, we've got this experimental technology that can go into his thoughts and his dreams. Hey, J-Lo. Would you like to try Do you want to help us out? Uh, yes. Also, hey, Jenny from the block. Before that, they go meet up with Peter Sarsgaard. <laughs> yes. Uncredited, uncredited. Peter Sarsgaard. <laughs> <laughs> I almost didn't think it was him. He looks so like so healthy and youthful. Yeah. I mean, not that he doesn't look healthy. But... I mean, this would have been pretty early in Peter Skarsgård's like For movie sure. career. I don't yeah. think he had done a lot of features. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so J Lo agrees. But she's very so... she she took some convincing. Can I ask you something? Please. If he wasn't like this, if he was conscious, do you think that he would? Tell you where she is. 
There's always a chance of a confession, yeah. And there's things that he's done that show a need for disclosure. He hasn't had a sympathetic ear. He wants someone to listen, to uh, try and understand him. Look, I feel for this girl, I do. But Starver may no longer know the truth. For severe schizophrenics, there's no discerning between fantasy and reality. Is it possible? If you came to trust me, yes. But it takes months to earn that kind of trust. Is it possible? Yes, she's tentative about it. Um, it's I think she that's said, why they had to bring. That's why they had to bring the tape. Yes, they had to bring the tape of to the make of her the victims. Yeah, but also she made a yes, good point. Exactly. She was like, "Hey, would he? If you caught him and he was awake, would he tell you where she was?" And they were like, "Maybe." Yeah. She's like, "Hmm. Okay. Cool. I'll just risk my life." I want to talk a little bit about the fact that they brought in uh, Carl mm-hmm. to be part of this, you know, dream experiment situation. They just had a muscle suit in his size. Well, they constructed one really quickly. Is it 3D printed? Where are they getting these muscle suits? That's very true. (laughs) Could they 3D print stuff in the year 2000? Well, you know. It would probably take a month. No, I was going to say, I was going to say, there is one point in the movie where they say they sent in another therapist with J-Lo once and the kid hated it. So they obviously had another adult size suit. But it was... But it was Marianne Jean Baptiste who's like this tiny oh, little woman. Oh, was it her? Yeah, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, just kidding. Her. I mean, maybe they just they made a ton of them just in case. Yeah, I think it's like the Batman suits. Like Alfred is just like oh, I made you another suit, and it's like with like, what? Oh, Ali- oh, Alicia Silverstone's here. Suit, <laughs> suit. We have her measurements on file. Oh, Robin, you, you don't yeah. like the colors of your last suit? New, New suit. suit. Nipples this time. <laughs> Alfred's just like sewing them together. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I don't know. Because, <laughs> because they had an abundance of suits. They were just like lousy with these muscle That's suits. True. Because not only did they have one for Vincent D'Onofrio, they got another Vince one for Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. And Vince Vaughn's a tall guy, too. Yeah. yeah. He's like 6'4". So they have him in all shapes and sizes for all these people just well, laying just around. Anybody wants in? Don't think too hard about that. Get a muscle suit. <laughs> Whatever, just go with it. <laughs> they have a whole closet full. No, this is going to stick in my craw this entire time. So, um, yeah, so now she goes into his brain. And it is wild. Know, it's cray. It's out of control. So when she first goes in, this is the one with the Nine Inch Nails room, right? Well, yeah, she first sees... Well, okay, so she yes. sees the horse... She sees the kid. She's chasing, kind of not chasing the kid, but she's like, okay. Oh, the horse. I got the kid. I can talk to this kid. And the kid's like scared of her. He's running away from her, he's but he's sweet. still kind of like looking at yeah. her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's Curious. sweet, right? So she's like, I, got, I have an in. And, you know, there's a horse. And he sees the horse. He's petting the horse. As she gets close to it, he runs away. She goes to pet the horse. And she's like, okay, we got this horse. Then... The clocks start counting down. The clock starts counting down. <laughs> and okay. So when these glass panels fall and separate the horse into, you know, 20 different slices. slices. Right. At the t- I saw this movie in the theater. And at the time, I was just kind of sh- shocked at this reference because this was exactly it's not inspired by this is a damien hurst art exhibition that was at the tate modern in london in the year 2000 really yeah it was on the news it was in rolling stone it was all over the place 
and like I had a friend of mine was um he did a semester abroad at Oxford and he went and he saw it and he like sent pictures of it and he was like all about it and Damien Hurst was like Damien Hurst is this visual artist that, you know, was very controversial. You know, he would do like religious imagery and like, but like have all these elements of, you know, like human blood and blah, de bloop and just like shocking people across the land. And this art installation, it was this, but it was actually with a cow. And was it a real cow? And not a horse. It was a real cow. Like they had done this. Yeah. I don't, I mean, yeah. I don't know how he did it, but I mean, it was a real cow. It wasn't alive with a beating heart yeah. like in this movie. It pro- they probably had a different <laughs> method of doing this thing to yeah, this cow yeah. instead of dropping a exactly. giant slicey cage from the <laughs> slicey gu- gu- guillotine <laughs> from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, but I was just kind of um, surprised that it was such a literal, like one for one reference of of an art installation that was. Like, it wasn't touring, yeah. but it was, you know... It existed. You could go see it. It was in existence at that I, point. Uh, so That literal. always... I, I didn't know about that. So when I saw... I didn't know about that I either. When I saw that scene, it always reminded me of something like Salvador Dali would have done. Yeah, exactly. With the colors and even the way the room looks. Like, that was just... Ugh. And then she has to walk through it. And I was like, "It's gonna. she's going to get yeah, smushed. Yeah, you're like, is it going to smash? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, what kind of caught J-Lo's attention was that she saw that he knew it was going to happen. And, and he, he pushed, pushed her, her out of the way. way. Yeah. So she's like, okay, he's he's not, you know. Um, he's not Killer Carl yet. Yeah, not he's yet. And he's interested Carl. in her. And yes. Or, I mean, I take it that this little boy is a version of Carl. It's like Carl's yeah. like inner child. Just like the inner child, the good person left in him. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, innocent exactly. life that was uh completely ruined by his abusive father. Yep, yep. Oh, you know what? I'm wrong. The Damien Hurst thing, he had cows, but they were just suspended in in like almost like a cell, like a like cubes. What he had in slices was a shark. Oh, interesting. Yes. That's I cool. think they talk about that actually on the Ricky Gervais show. The okay. animated one. Okay. But anyways. Um, animated Ricky Gervais. <laughs> yeah, the cows were ju- were whole cows. The but shark the sharks were sliced. were sliced up. Yeah. Very interesting. But um, yeah, uh, she's got this implant in her hand that she can like press to get her out of the dream if she's like in distress. Now, I don't neither of you are going to recognize this reference at all, but this is very Deanna Troy. <laughs> um Deanna Troy has a, a little thing that she does with her hand that she can like tap like pressure <laughs> points and it like gets her out of her like trance or whatever. But um she's got this little like microchip in her hand and scary Carl like this is when we get the big reveal of Scary Carl with the muscle mm-hmm. and suit and the big cape. The best costume of the movie, number two. Which one? Um, <laughs> where the yeah, where his suspension rings are. Oh yeah, like they have fabric attached to them. That's a cape, but it's also the wallpaper. Mm-hmm. Curtain. Yeah, yeah, so like as he walks, it's flowing throughout the room, and and that was also yeah. when you realize that like 
he actually doesn't know who she is because he's not she's not in his imagination she's literally a stranger so that's where he comes up right. to her. he's like where did you come from i also want to talk about the yeah. procedure itself because so many movies the easy thing to do is just be like it's a hospital room we give you anesthesia mm -hmm. and now you're in his brain like you don't have to explain it like we'll get it but the way they do it is so cool with the chip in her hand that's sort of like she presses it. It presses onto a, mm -hmm. a trigger point in her body and it makes her wake up. But also the muscle suits and they have to be laying on this bed that ends up being uh, suspended by um, mm -hmm. by ropes or by, by another tension. Another weightlessness thing. Another weightlessness thing. And that's obviously to help keep her in that state, that dreamlike state. But also the the cloth that goes over her the face piece of cloth, yeah. has like not a barcode, but it's almost like a, a microchip design right yeah. over the eyes. And then right above that is this light that shines down that's very obviously projecting something. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on and they put a lot of thought the into the world building is amazing process, as opposed yeah. to you could very easily yeah. be like, here's a shot, now you're in a set. Yeah. It's a movie. No one cares. Or even like in the Matrix where they just like plug in. get where they just plug in and then yeah. all of a sudden you're in the Matrix. Yeah. yeah. And I love how the scenes transition with that piece of cloth. One of the few times that she goes yeah. in that it it like there's a fade with what she's looking at. Well, and it's like a macro like mm -hmm. close up mm -hmm. of the of this like motherboard situation on the on the fabric. Yeah, yeah that's really cool. Um, yeah, the the um, everybody that's inhabiting his mind, they're all, like you said, they're all victims, and they're all these like doll victims, or it's him. And you know, when she kind of like awakens them in the American Horror Story room, one of them is this bodybuilder, yeah. and I'm thinking this body that i was like i felt bad for the bodybuilder i was like she did she couldn't beat him up and get away i have like, so many questions about he, the bodybuilder like, he got the bodybuilder how sad like i feel i felt like if anybody could beat him it, it would have been her but like because there's a there's a portrait like in a frame yeah so she was very like, obviously and, it wasn't because at first when you first see it you're like this is how he sees her and then mm -hmm. you see the portrait. And yeah, it is exaggerated. You know, I think they exaggerated her for, for his mind. But in the picture, you're like, oh, well, she actually is a, a body. I, am I wrong? I feel like I heard this a long time ago. I didn't look it up. I didn't think to. The real woman that played her, didn't she die? Wasn't she killed? Oh, I don't know. That kind of sounds like something familiar. I mean, I would think that bodybuilders have a lot of health issues, too. Yeah, I feel like... So. And honestly, this could have been one of those, like, movie urban legend things. I feel like I heard at one point, like, in college, that she had been murdered in oh. real life. Which that obviously totally could have been just, like, you know. Yeah. A movie urban legend. Well, when when you look at the cast, all of the, all of the actresses that are labeled as victims mm -hmm. there there's not a lot uh going on in their other um no like, and a, a lot of them had to pose nude too which is a recipe yeah. for getting unknown yeah exactly so i am seeing that the bodybuilder is currently still alive oh, oh she's still alive well thank goodness oh, that good. that was just an urban kim cherkesky nicholas yeah that sounds like a female body bodybuilder i'm into it <laughs> 
she she won Miss Olympia in 96, 97, 98, and 99. Oh, yeah. Okay, so she was hot at the time. She retired in 99 and went on to have a, a budding film Ugh, career that is in movies like The so Cell. so much better than what I knew of her, which was mm-hmm. that she was murdered I, on the street. She was murdered. Brutally. <laughs> well, thank God she's still with us. But... I don't know that these are victims, but other uh, characters in his mind, I did know who they were. They did not pose nude, but there's a scene when um, Vince Vaughn eventually goes in yeah. to um, to his mind. And when he first wakes up, he's on this weird like oh, yeah. beach and there's three women next to each other. Pete. And they're posed all crazy. Let me know who one of them was. And I was gagged. And um, they look over to him and they ask him about like they're like, have you seen him, my boy? Son, have you seen have you seen him, my they boy? Took him from me. So we yeah. don't know if, if this is supposed to be his mother, True. but there's three of or them. Or it could have been the victim that was found washed up because when she was being murdered in the video where he uh, was masturbating to, she was saying, "Mom, mom, mm-hmm. please take care of my baby." Ah, okay, okay. And they sort of Dark. look like. Uh, Triplets. Very dark. Yeah. Well, the actresses that played the three of them are triplets. Mm-hmm. They are actress triplets. And one of them is Liana Creel, who you may or may not remember as Tori from Saved by the Bell. What? I didn't I didn't recognize <laughs> her without the Wilson's leather jacket. Without the, the motorcycle jacket with the sleeves pushed up. Um, yeah. Oh, my remember God. Remember Tori from Saved by yeah, the Bell? Yeah, I mean, I had replaced... I didn't think either <laughs> of those the... women were anyone. Yeah. Tori in the weird uh, alternate universe of Saved by the Bell, <laughs> which Kelly and Jesse don't exist. Um, they're in the bathroom. They're in the bathroom. All, all the, the scenes with Tori, Kelly and Jesse are in the bathroom. But yeah, Liana Creel is one of triplets. Wow. Identical triplets. And uh, they had a short-lived sitcom. No. Um, the other two stopped acting, but Liana, I think, still does a little bit of work. Um but yeah, that's them as the three mothers in the on. on that's the one of my there. favorite parts of the movie because it is just so, so weird. Yeah, that's the most Marilyn Manson. Yes, of the video. yeah, yeah, <laughs> or of, yeah. of the movie. And then we get Vincent D'Onofrio with tiny teeth, and I fucking hate it. The tiny yeah. baby corn teeth. Ooh, why? Oh I was God. not a fan of the baby corn teeth. There were some choices that I, in this movie that I was like, wait, what's going on here? <laughs> like, for instance, um, I know this is, uh, this is before the fact, so this is not a direct reference, but Vince Vaughn's wardrobe is very Dwight Schrute. I literally <laughs> said that to Joe. I was like, if you look at him, he looks like he could fit in on The Office. He, just mustard shirt and brown pants. Come I on. know. You're in the what FBI. Is this color You've combo? got a nice paycheck coming in. Like, what are you doing? And we're used to seeing Vincent D'Onofrio with pretty short hair. And the when wig. it gets longer. Yeah. Or, uh, or no, D'Onofrio. Yeah, because he's got the long yeah. wig. Yeah. yeah, everyone looks a little mm-hmm. bit out of pl- And then uh, they couldn't afford Tim <laughs> Roth, apparently. Um, yeah, I keep his, confusing the Vinces in this movie. Vincent Vince. Yeah. Yeah, a lot mm-hmm. going on. And then yeah, and then Pru- Taylor Vince is like the weird the weird uh doctor who's like oh, oh, he's uh he's in a coma and we can, you know. Oh yeah, the he, he's gone. He's albino, right? Or is that why his eyes do that? 
I don't know. But yeah, I was noticing that. I was like, what is going yeah. on with this? He, he plays similar weirdos. Mm, yeah, yeah he he's in, movies. in uh, Constantine. He's also in Identity where he plays... Oop, can't tell you. Because um, that's a spoiler oh, yeah. he for plays the, the little... movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, his eyes do that vibration thing. And I believe that's albinism. But I Interesting. Wow. Okay. I did look up about the dog. That is not an albino sure dog. Isn't. It's just a white... It's just a white German if shepherd. It was albino. It wouldn't Very have beautiful, a black though. nose. It no. would have oh, red eyes too, and blue yeah, eyes. Yeah, nose. it had a black nose and blue eyes. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. Would it? Would it be red or pink? Or would it be pink or blue eyes? It would have pink eyes if it was albino. Yeah, I would it? think because there's no pigment whatsoever, so it's like pink eyes and yeah. pink nose. But that dog. Where did they get this? Where did they get that this dog, dog so to just pretty. like bring in to this room? <laughs> did they just bring the dog? Yeah. With them to the location. Well, they got to they they raided his yeah, house. The dog was in the so house. they found his dog. Yeah. I mean, they got that dog over there pretty quick. <laughs> it's the FBI. They've got helicopters. <laughs> yeah, as mentioned in several scenes of the movie, Vince Vaughn yes. at least three times is like, "I'll be in the copter." Yeah, definitely. So the first time that she gets scared, she's like, "Okay, he freaked me out. I pulled myself out. I learned you know, nothing." Vince Vaughn. Yeah. This, like, complex where, you know, wherever they are. What is this complex? It was shot shot in Barcelona. It's weird because the jogging people reminds me of, like, in Silence of the Lambs, where you see the FBI students, uh, cadets or whatever, running Mm -hmm. around. So, yeah, in this case, it seems like the only people that even work here are the two doctors, yeah, and but it's this huge compound. Yeah. I don't well, understand yeah, I don't what this building is. shot at the Barcelona Pavilion in Spain. It's probably something like uh, Elon Musk's. Right. Yeah. Some kind of a testing facility. Yeah. So he convinces her to go back in. You know, we're on the clock. We go back find in. This girl focus on the child. Yeah. Because the time's running out. The, and we keep cutting back to this poor actress. I just yeah. keep thinking about this actress so who's in did you, this Did you read cell. about this actress when filming these scenes? I know. The 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 one that couldn't swim, that lied. Yeah. yeah. So I, I guess that she lied in her audition and when she was cast of, oh, sure, I can swim. I was a Don't lifeguard. Don't lie in your Get audition. Get her actually in the cell and she can't <laughs> go underwater without holding her nose. I can't imagine how... Here's the thing, though. Her performance is fantastic. Like, so yeah, good. she's great. Her so like hyperventilating and her crying is mm-hmm. is so believable. I believe that she is trapped mm-hmm. in there and she is scared. So, like, whatever, whatever it took. Like, you did a yeah. good job. But I just wanted to see her pinching her nose with her index finger and her pinky. Yeah, <laughs> trying to breathe through that tube. I know. Yeah, yeah, they said that, you know, shooting her scenes when the, the cell was filling up was fucking impossible. And also that, like, <laughs> you couldn't get any close-ups. So it was like th- yeah. there was very few close-ups of her underwater, which could make some yeah. people, if you're paying enough attention, be like, is that even her? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They but... probably used the double for well, some Well, I was going to say, you remember when you see her in his, like, mind, her, the victim in his mm-hmm. mind? It, that's got to be a different actress than playing her. Oh, yeah, I think so. Because they said, I, I always thought of that when I watched the movie. I was like, that doesn't even look like the girl they captured. 
And now that I know yeah. that, I'm like, it probably fucking wasn't. It probably isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, if I'm this victim that's trapped in this mm-hmm. cell, right? And how long is she in there? They said something about 48 hours or something. It was days. Yeah, but I don't know how many. Yeah. So I'm in there for days, screaming, pounding on the wall. It's filling up. And I'm just like, God damn you, kidnapper. Let me out. My voice is gone. All that stuff. And then Vince Vaughn comes and shoots out the glass. And like I fall out and they rescue me. And he's like, he was in a coma the whole time. And he wasn't even here. And now he's dead. And I, and I would just think, I was screaming. <laughs> At nothing mm-hmm. for days. My voice is gone. My fists are like Raw. bloody pulp. I would be so mad that I was just yelling and no one was even there. I feel there like to possibly the relief would have overpowered the frustration Maybe. that you felt, but I could be wrong. Hey, I, I can hold a grudge. <laughs> I can hold a grudge forever. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so but she was the but she was right. when she goes back in again. She's like focusing on finding the child version of him because she knows she can get through of him. That's when we start to see like the actual mm-hmm. child abuse. And like I said, it's some of the most horrifying things I've ever seen in a movie. Ooh. And it yeah. really kind of like I love it because I used to be really obsessed with serial killers. I kind of grew out of it as I like grew up to find out that was, most of them are just like below average men who believe that they are owed (laughs) something um and not interesting at all but for him very incel (laughs) exactly a lot of incel energy for him it was like the the like sexual repression and the association with women sex and dolls with pain Mm -hmm. and humiliation Mm -hmm. they show that so well they show everything like there's you get all those main exactly. beats. Exactly. You see the scene where he makes his son, who's like six, look at this woman who he says is not his mother. I guess it's not his mother. Yeah. And she, he makes her open her robe and spread her legs. And he makes this six-year-old like mm-hmm. look at her genitals. And it's like, yeah. holy shit. And then he finds him playing with dolls in his room and beats the life out of him with a belt and then an iron iron. that is turned on and it is just like holy you get to see every little thing that created what he that'll do it was yeah and then later on after that when they're in the losing my religion room Mm -hmm. and uh vincent d'onofrio stands up and he's not wearing a shirt and you see the iron scar on his chest i was like oh my god yeah and he talks about how you know he the reasons that he focuses on the water and the reasons he like the water is such a big deal is because his first seizure happened at his baptism when he was being held underwater and then that same day his father broke his ribs and his jaw and um i actually Mm -hmm. did you guys watch crazy not insane on hbo max no, not so yet. it's a it's a really good documentary. It's about multiple personality disorder, which is still like very hotly debated on whether or not it exists. But yeah, like dissociative real, disorders yeah. and all of these people that have these personalities, the personalities say, you know, when it's like, when did you show up? Like, where did you meet this person? And they always come to them in moments of like trauma and abuse, and it's like they take over their mm-hmm. body so that. The person doesn't have to experience it, 
because it's literally too much. Like it literally breaks their yeah. brain. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happens in this where this big evil demon-like guy kind of comes in and takes over in a moment of like severe abuse and then just yeah. stays. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, crazy. E- e- <laughs> so, you know, so when when JLo goes back in the second time, she's getting super close. She's actually talking to him like as an adult in his adult mm-hmm. form and not the child anymore. Um, but he kind of tricks her. She gets sucked and, into yeah. close. Yes. And she gets and she gets taken in. But I love when she gets taken in. This is when we get the fashion. Yes. <laughs> this is when we get the true, like, RuPaul's Drag Race main stage yeah. runway moment. Yeah, I heard that the costume that she's wearing when she's, like, in all black is, uh, she's all black and then she has this, like, red collar. And I heard it was inspired mm-hmm. by a Black Widow spider. Which I love. Yeah, definitely. I see that. She see has that, that headpiece that when oh, yeah. uh, they take it off, it looks like antlers. Yeah, it's like this silver mask situation with like chains on it. But the way it's like a it's like a cruciform, it's like a cross shape, but it's like fitted to her face. It's so weird. Pretty much when you Google Jennifer Lopez in the That's cell, the it's image, all the same. Yeah. And luckily, we got that one line of exposition in the beginning of the film about being able to send two people (laughs) into the same brain. (laughs) There you go. So we can send The kid just didn't like it. So that's why we only have one. But yeah, now we can, we have to send somebody else in because she's trapped in there. Can't be us. We're too busy. You know. Mm -hmm. They got to monitor it. So Vince Vaughn is like, send me in. Send uh, me in, coach. coach. Yeah. I've never done anything. (laughs) Glad that you have a. Glad that you have a suit that's that that's fits six. a six foot three. I actually, yeah. <laughs> I said something last night when they when they're sending him in, they're getting him set up and they put the suit on him. Um, and uh, what's her name? Um, Marianne, the doctor, Jean Baptiste. Uh, I can't remember the doctor's mm-hmm. name, but she literally says she's like, "Hey, Peter, the first few minutes are going to be disorienting." And I was like, "The first few minutes are going to be disorienting, and then every minute after that, also after that, yep, <laughs> and every single second you spend in there is going to be disorienting." <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> but I love that when Vince Vaughn goes in, he's he's an FBI agent, you know, hardened. Mm-hmm. By years of, you know, seeing crazy shit. Yeah. He's not this, like, soft, not soft, but he's not this, like, you know, uh, therapist or whatever. So he's just walking and lumbering around like, what the shit is going on? (laughs) Who's that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is weird. (laughs) Yeah. He's the three triplets on the beach. Triplets on the beach and then some Mm -hmm. other weird shit probably. (laughs) Yeah. he He sees Jennifer Lopez. He takes the, you know... He takes the weird antler mask off her face, but he can't get through to her. Um, Vincent Carl comes out looking crazy. It's big muscle suit Carl with the hair horns. Oh, no. This time he has the baby teeth. This time he has the baby teeth and like the beetle. Yeah. Yeah. And weird. If you haven't seen this movie, I don't know what you're picturing right now. <laughs> but whatever it is, it's not yeah. as crazy as what it actually looks like. <laughs> no, yeah. It's the it's the gold look yes. where he has the crown, right? Yes. Yeah. It's crown. very regal. Mm-hmm. And this is yeah, the and his, his... intestine 
What is oh that gosh. device yeah, so, called? Intestinal. I wrote it down because I looked it up. This it, is a form of. This is a torture. real form of torture. Yeah, it's right? called uh. the intestinal crank, and it's not something <laughs> oh you survive. Yeah, it was something no. used to get information from people, where they would cut, make a small incision in your stomach or in your abdomen, and cut a piece of your small intestine. And I guess it had to be the small intestine. I don't know why. I, d- I was like, I'm good. Like, with that knowledge, it, yeah, maybe. And then it's longer. They basically staple part of it to a spike and then crank it. Although <laughs> I think throughout history, when it was actually used, they didn't have the creepy like music box, <laughs> like Jack yeah. in the Box. Yeah. They didn't have that. The crazy like insidious yeah. music box. Yeah. And Vincent D'Onofrio like humming like a child yeah. over Ugh. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they really knew how to make this shit yeah. pretty creepy. There's some like Spanish Inquisition shit right there. And I yeah, saw someone sure. say, and and this is just an opinion. It's not like a real thing, but I saw someone say that you know Saw is always accredited as being sort of like the first torture porn movie but a lot of people are like well what about the cell and like it's not exactly the same but there are a lot of really graphic torture type moments in this so it's like i made like the nipples like so they definitely (laughs) influence yeah Yeah, that is that is the truth um he can't get through to Catherine because she's just in this trance. She's been overtaken by, she's you know, Carl's... Laying on this fabulous circular fabulous bed, too. Bed. Oh, my God. I mean, she looks amazing. He is, yeah, he's, she looks great. He's getting his intestines it's ripped out slowly. It's the best costume of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best costume of the movie. And he's trying to get through to her, trying to get through to her, and he, like, starts giving her some, like info about her brother died in this car crash he was in and, a coma you know this he was, yeah all this stuff to try to wake her up and it eventually does wake her up and she goes over and stabs yeah, him, stabs stabs him, him i also heard that the original line was not um your brother was in a car accident and then he was in a coma for x amount of months before he died and that's why you became a therapist i guess it was that she had an abortion when she was in college uh, and she felt sure. guilty about it and that's why she became a therapist but it just tested so poorly because oh. they said it made her un- unsympathetic and it's like what right wing oh, fucking <laughs> yeah where, where did you where was this test audience this movie <laughs> Okay. So, yeah. All right. Well, I guess this is this is. It's better. like that's the problem they found with this. <laughs> yeah. Movie? Yeah. Okay. But but this is where we see that when she hurts, you know, big muscly Carl, it Monster also Carl. affects little child yeah. Carl. He has the same. He has wounds. the he has the stab in his back. Yeah. He has the same wounds as Big Monster Carl. So and also, they have set up of it could be a possibility when you die in the dream, you die. Yes. Which in is real why life it was so too. dangerous that she got sucked into his. So that's always a threat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why he Vince Vaughn had to keep saying like, "It's not real. It's not real. It's not real." Because yeah, if yeah. you think it's real, then your brain is gonna get stuck. Right, because he was feeling all of the pain and yeah. everything, but you know. Once she's once she's back up, they you know they wake up out of this situation. That's when Vince Vaughn screams, "Get me out of this fucking thing!" You know, 
And their last resort is, okay, we were in his mm-hmm. brain, in his dreams. J-Lo's like, Catherine's like, I got it. I figured it out. This is what we're going to do. You're going to put him in my head. But guess what? I'm going to mm-hmm. be She in doesn't control. tell anybody that. She takes it into her own hands. She changed the... She changes yep. the locks on the door yep. and she sets it up like she codes it to go into her brain because they set up that she wants to do this with the little boy from yeah, the beginning. It's too mm-hmm. dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really love when she's just like, oh, my God, you guys, like it didn't work. Like, fuck, this isn't even working, whatever. And she gets up. And like walks across the room and it's this forced perspective situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. It's teeny tiny little J-Lo yes. in the corner. It was so Well, amazing. and I also, so <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was looking at like continuity problems with the movie and some people were pointing out that Vincent D'Onofrio's character, Carl, had not actually seen that room. So how could that be a, in his brain? Oh, in his brain, But because yeah. of the, like, fogginess and the forced perspective, like, he could literally be, like, recreating what the room that he's in might look like based on, like, the sounds sure. he's hearing. and You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, because it is yeah. super foggy. Like, he's somewhat conscious when he's yeah. in the room yeah, to an is. extent. It's yeah. super foggy and, like, the fo- it does seem, I mean, it is dreamlike. It's definitely, she's in his head already. Yeah. But, and so yeah, before yeah. they... Vince Vaughn gets her out of his brain that he also mm-hmm. gets the clue that leads him to right the, logo. the victim which is a logo on mm-hmm. the machine which was also on a the bed of his sus- his suspension bed where he masturbated yeah right <laughs> that whole part kind of loses me a little bit like you really don't care about it they're like, oh yeah, they're like, oh yeah, there's that's a whole other right. subplot going on in this movie. This girl, <laughs> they're trying to find this woman. Oh yeah, where were we? So yeah. it's just sort of an easy uh, element of the script. Just and to, then the movie yeah. splits again. Just to keep things yeah. moving. Yeah, then yeah. It really. The movie splits, splits again, yeah. and you're flashing from like Vince Vaughn. What's he doing? He's trying to find this girl and uh, Catherine J Lo going, or actually bringing yes. him into her Bring brain. Him. And when we're in her it's beautiful and it's beautiful and she's in this like Virgen de Guadalupe oh, fantasy. This is just when it just turns costume. like Sunday mornings on like Univision. <laughs> the movie. <laughs> I mean, it is a beautiful costume. Gorgeous. And this really this really ties in to the nine one one Lady Gaga video. Yes. It looks so much. I like do that. like how they um, how she design you get to see her designing it because she sees the um yes. it's like a bookmark card as- of mm-hmm. that uh saint that she it eventually looks like. And yeah, mm-hmm. the the whole atmosphere starts changing as she's in there because she's literally like doing it she's doing it live. Yeah. <laughs> creating it on the fly. And I think it's cool that it looks like a little stage set. Yes. Like there's something yeah. artificial about it that makes it well, especially when the um, it looks very like artificial animation mm-hmm. starts swirling through on the screen. Yeah. Which yeah. I love, but I know some people think looks like trash. I think it's cool. I think yeah, it's cool. I liked it. I mean, it's it's effective because of what it's doing in the yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's when I was watching it and I was like, okay, this just looks like I walked into my grandma's bedroom on Sunday morning <laughs> and she's like watching the, a church. Like, it just mass. needs like Walter Mercado in the yes, corner. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Reading your <dream>. horoscope. <laughs> yeah. We would often get 
those cards though, those saint cards, like from I church. have a question. My grandma would always pass them out. I love that. Yes. Um, they're like tiny little tarot cards or like angel cards. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. we know what ends up happening. Like we know what ends up happening with her and little Carl. Uh, she brings him in. What was her original goal? Cause she literally, so if you're still listening, that means you've watched the movie. Hopefully she yeah. drowns him. <laughs> she kills him. Um, Mm-hmm. But he asks her to. He's like, hey, I did this once mm-hmm. and I think that you should put me out of my misery. And she's like, I can't do that. So it was like, what was her goal yeah. then? Well, I think she was just going to get the information of where this woman was and then just peace out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess she doesn't she... know that they found her. Because it seems like well, cause I, she says, cause I'm when... going to come back for you. When they leave, like right before she's she... going to come back for the yeah, little boy because like... she feels like she has to be yeah, there for him. But I'm wondering, like, yeah. what was her plan, though? Like bringing Yeah, come back, sure. come to, back do what? to do what? Yeah. Like, you can't get him out of there, especially when he's like, hold me underwater and, and let me die. And she's like, I can't. I won't do that. And it's like, well, what the fuck? Maybe that was the plan. And that, <laughs> yeah, maybe that was the plan. Because I think when when her and Vince Vaughn came out of their last shared dream that's when he was like i got it i got the logo i got it figured out so maybe she just figured okay that work is done he's off to go get the girl maybe now and that's why she did it and locked everybody out yeah you know that's why she did it without telling them because her intention was to go in and to put this kid out of his misery yeah it's (laughs) rough it is rough because she doesn't want to leave the kid alone so she feels like she owes it to him well you know what i wonder if her original plan because he as a child is like hold me underwater drown me and and like put me out of my misery Mm -hmm. and she's like i can't do that i won't do that i think her plan was to try and Mm -hmm. kill the monster yes and that would leave and maybe just the just the child yeah, would be left. Yeah, he wouldn't be a prisoner of this like yeah. insane, scary world. But she couldn't. He literally was like, "You can't kill me because it's yeah, not real, yeah. and I know it's not real." And then he rips his titties off. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He had nipple piercings with like a bar connecting the two of them, and she just as a person it. with nipple piercings. I have to say, <laughs> I want to throw up just thinking about it. Yeah. Ouch. I've been wanting to get nipple piercings, but I'm so scared to do it because of my work because I'm always lifting uh-huh. things that I just envision <laughs> myself like picking up like a some water yeah. and they Tell just Tell you rip what, out. I've had them for like four, four years or so and it's not any less painful today when they get caught on things um so and i hear it's even more painful for men because of the amount of like nerve endings but anyways you should do it (laughs) yeah why not not? if you're i've been thinking about it make an appointment today (laughs) but anyways she beats the shit out of the monster carl so she yeah she beats the hell out of him rips his titties off but, and again, oh, this it's is all happening. To this the is when boy. we get like the dark huntress. Yes, look. and Best she has the and she has the crossbow. I love this look. <laughs> Best costume of the movie. <laughs> the dark lipstick and their hair's down. Yeah, she yeah. looks fucking yeah. awesome. She's got a crossbow. Uh, yeah. yeah, she's great. 
the crossbow is cool. She keeps like she's like crucifying him to the and floor. And this is when uh, Carl, it's his ultimate monster look too. He's got like the snake head. Mm-hmm. It looks awesome. He comes out of yeah, the water. Yeah, he came. He came out of the Ooh, yeah out of the water. He's got the reptile skin. More baby. More corn baby teeth. teeth. Not a fan. <laughs> Still don't like it. I remember that shot of him coming out of the water was in all the marketing yes, for this movie. It was very popular. It looks good. Yeah, it looks really did good. Did get an Oscar nomination for Best Makeup. It did? It lost to The Grinch. It did, but it I lost, mean, The yeah. Grinch is really impressive. With the way they were able yeah. to, like, move the... Fi- yeah, I get it. Okay. I don't hate that one <laughs> as much as I hate Hellboy 2 losing to Benjamin Button. Which is like... Oh, man. Yeah, what's going on <laughs> there? What? I'm never watching this program again. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, so she drowns a child. We get to so watch yeah, it. she drowns a child. <laughs> I love that. Or I that moment so with uh, baby car or child Carl and Jen. She's really good in that yes. scene of that. Like I, I can't take you with mm-hmm. me. Yeah, just like Jen looks so heartbroken in that moment. I also that's the thing. Oh, with sorry, Jen- go on. I was going to say, that's the thing with Jennifer Lopez is that, as we saw last year with Hustler, she's so good in that movie. Jen's usually just in bad movies. She's not a bad actress. I actually actress. really, really... Like, she yeah. does have a screen presence I about her that she's totally great in movies. I totally buy her as this social worker who works with children, yeah. the, this specific child in a coma. Like, the, the way her voice is, mm-hmm. the soft spoken, she... I'd buy it. I buy this character. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I like and, that scene, too, when she's talking to Baby Carl, and he's kind of vacillating between Baby Carl and, like, serial killer Carl, but not Monster Carl. Like, Monster Carl is a whole other yeah. version mm-hmm. of him. Um, yeah, that's a really good scene. And she is. She's really great in it. And the best costume of the movie. She's in that saint. Oh, she's beautiful. I can't get over it. And she has flawless, flawless. makeup and hair, even when she's just hanging out. You in get her those. Uh, you get the Pieta yes. images oh. of her holding Carl. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I mean, even even when she's just hanging out, smoking a fat doobie, she's just got like excellent lip gloss situation. It's just perfect the curls. <laughs> and it doesn't take you out of it of that when you watch movies like this and you think of like why is this woman why is this beautiful of a woman in this in this yeah. career like it doesn't take you out of it and you 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 kind well, of buy it. it Joe and I were actually talking about that. There's something about J Lo that's so like she is gorgeous, but she's so real world. Uh, she's a real world person. Whereas like if Anne Hathaway did this, I'd be like, there's no fucking way Anne Hathaway would be a fucking social worker. (laughs) She married the richest guy in her college dorm. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't buy it, but there's something like real about JLo that. She's just Jenny from the block. I was going to say she's she's Jenny from the block, man. (laughs) I bought it. Don't be fooled by those rocks that she got. (laughs) And do her. Oh man. Vince Vaughn end up together. Hmm. I was kind of thinking, well, I was thinking with Vince Vaughn's sort of reputation at this time going in the early 2000s, do you think that in between takes, he just like said over to Jen, hey, let's go get a drink after work today. And Jen was probably just like, uh, no. <laughs> I've heard Vince Vaughn. <laughs> no, is like I'm not going to get a drink nice. with you. Like, a, it, like, yeah, yeah. I've heard nothing but dude. sweet things about, about I Vince just Vaughn. Wonder, also. <laughs> He was abused, yeah, as a child, the the character. 
the character. Because remember, Probably. he has that yeah. scene where he's like, I believe that a person can suffer 10 times yes. the abuse yes. that he mm-hmm. suffered and, and still grow be up good, to yeah. never, sure. ever, ever hurt someone. She's like, you sure? And he's like, I'm positive. And it's like, oh, shit. What positive. happened You're to you? You're absolutely right. I was like, oh, yeah. that was him. I think so, yeah. too. And That's he's basically it, yeah. devoted his life to putting away people that hurt other people. Yes. Exactly. I love yeah. Thank you for, the Vince Vaughn character. I, I do think that he either could have used a little better direct- direction. Um, sure. Or, you know, some of the lines were just very, like I said, it's like very noir, which like would have worked in the dream. But yeah. like when you go to the real world, it's sort of like, where are we? Who are these people? Yeah. Um, yeah. And there are some moments where Vince Vaughn is like, especially when he, he and Jen are talking, he can be very charming. And like, he's totally believable when he's in the dream. Any like moment where the stakes are super high, I get. But everything mm-hmm. else is just kind of like, oh, man, like he could have really used some help. <laughs> yeah, so I agree. We recently watched Freaky yeah, with Vince Vaughn. Was- and I kind of forgot how much... I kind of like love Vince Vaughn. Vaughn. Yeah. Like you see him in Freaky and you're just like, he's good Vince it. Vaughn's pretty good in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's like fine. he's selling the stupid yeah, material. I'm excited to see that when it's uh, free. I'm very poor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the whole time I'm watching it, I was just like, oh, Freaky Friday the 13th. No, now I get I'm it. Like- <laughs> on to you. Yeah. It was a, it's a very cute movie. We, we recommend it. But, um, yeah, I mean, The Cell, man, it's like... I mean, it pretty much inspired all of Chromatica. <laughs> yeah, that's what you were saying. <laughs> the entire planet of Chromatica. The album that's been getting... that The album that got us through yes. 2020. We pretty much learned all of, all of the choreography from Stupid Love. That's hilarious, <laughs> and I would like a video, please. <laughs> we're, we're part of the Blue Denim Gang. <laughs> yeah, we're the Blue Denim Gang. <laughs> In Stupid Love, in this, like, weird desert landscape. But, um, yeah, this this director, he hasn't done a lot of features. No. Uh, he did the, a movie called The Fall that we were talking about earlier with Lee Pace. And he did Mirror, Mirror with uh, Ooh, Julia Roberts. And I believe that was the costume do. Selfless. Yeah, and I believe uh, Mirror Mirror was the costume designer's last movie before she died. Yes, Echo Ishioka did pass away, and she did do. Uh, I Mirror Mirror with have not seen a photo fire. or anything of the costume designer, but I one hundred percent picture Edna from uh, The Incredibles <laughs> because she's just like I, I, I know wish. there was that there was that quote. She doesn't have that bob oh, okay. hair. There was that quote with like Jennifer Lopez where she was like wanting the costumes to be more comfortable, and she was like, "You're tortured, darling. You're tortured." <laughs> and it's like I love, I love this that. woman. It's your character. It's your char- make make it, work. it work, okay? <laughs> and the director oh, said uh the word subtle is not in her sure vocabulary. Is not in her vocabulary. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I love her. But yeah, that's all I could picture after I heard that. I was like, "Oh, it's Edna." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very very much that those vibes. But um yeah, I mean his his work is very mm-hmm. visual, you know, some, you know, it could very easily fall into the uh, all style, no substance For category, sure. which was a big criticism of the movie that I think critics were very divided on this movie totally. when it yeah. came out, yeah. that it was criticized for having too much of a silence of the lambs adjacent mm-hmm. plot yeah. uh, style over substance. And I was also reading uh, misogynistic imagery, which I kind of disagree with. I think the movie at its heart is very yeah, feminist. Absolutely. I mean, 
especially with Jen's character. I, it does, yeah. you know, as a, a woman get old sometimes when, especially someone who like me, who I'm, I'm fascinated by, uh, like psychological mm-hmm. thrillers. The, the sad reality is that women are the victims most of the time. So mm-hmm. yeah. uh, as much as it sucks, like that's just the way reality is influencing the art and it's never glorifying it. It's never like, isn't it great? Let's cut the tits off of this lady. Like, no, like it's always like, this is horrifying. (laughs) Bad people do this stuff. We're going to take them down. Um, I think that maybe if the lead wasn't um, JLo, maybe you could say that. Um, But the fact that you put a woman uh, in that role and she fucking destroys him i don't know i didn't yeah. I, I i can't say what other people can't can or can't be offended by and but. it it's the right. it's the type of movie that really needs a movie star or someone really famous to yeah. carry it to that you really need that type of actress that is just very magnetic yeah. to the screen yeah and i could look at her all day my word yeah, well, I was going to say, like, in, in these extremely visual, you know, hyper surreal scenes where she's wearing these crazy gowns and costumes, it helps that it's Jennifer yeah. Lopez's face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, in these... Not that, you know, if it was Holly Hunter, I would be you yeah. know, any less I mean, enthralled by and this. And it doesn't even really have really anything helps. to do with, like, beauty standards. It's more, like, striking. Like, if mm-hmm. Tilda Swinton... She's not, like, traditionally beautiful, but yes, if Tilda exactly. Swinton had done yes. it, it would have the same effect, where it's like, I can't take my eyes off of you. <laughs> Are you human? Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, shit. I saw this movie in the theater when no. it came out. Lucky. I, d- I, I went to it with my stepdad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw it in the theater as well. We both loved it. And I remember specifically seeing the poster because remember back in the days when you uh, didn't just read about it on the internet. You had to go to the theater and see a poster for a movie to know if something was coming out. I specifically remember seeing the poster of The Cell and just being like, this movie looks so fucking The Cell was one that was always on like Cinemax. Like it was always in rotation. That tracks. Um, and I just remember yeah. I would watch it anytime it was on. Anytime I saw it didn't matter if I was it was just starting, if there's twenty minutes left, I'd be like, so and I would watch it. Um <laughs> and I am one of those people because I think, you know, Scott, you said critics were really divided. I think people are really divided. Like some people are like, This movie's yeah. a joke and it's trash and there's people like me, it's like, This movie is beautiful. I don't understand what you're not <laughs> seeing. Um It did make money. Like it made, it made decent like, money in its release too. What, it costs mm-hmm. to make, which oh, wow. is like, it did well, and it's got a good, you know, Rotten Tomatoes, good-ish yeah. rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So I know I'm not like really alone on this one, but um, no, yeah, yeah, I love it. I think it's great. Make yeah. more movies make like more it. More movies. I like want to see more bananas art house movies with huge yes. movie stars. And I think it helps that, like, the the plot was very, um, I mean, there's very, like, ethereal things in the plot, like, going into someone else's consciousness. How do we do that? But also, like, the the paint-by-number sort of serial killer tracking, yes. I think that mm-hmm. helped because it had... It guides you exactly, into the story, yeah. It's not something yeah. too... It's not, it's not like, like Twin Peaks, for example. I'm not a Twins, 
Twin Peaks person. I can't get into it. I've tried mm. so many times. I've tried sober. I've tried <laughs> not sober. I can't do it. And that's fine. And it's yeah. just a little too out. I think this is a more grounded <laughs> Twin Peaks. Like, yeah. Here, you can still have a foot on the ground <laughs> as we go through this journey together. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Agreed. Wow. Did we, do did, did we have, I mean, I think those are all. So what is, uh, what are your favorite JLo looks in this movie? Every Everyone. <laughs> I mean, that gown of her on the bed with the, with the, the headpiece is yeah. pretty iconic. It's yeah, so cool. I think that, yeah. I don't know. JLo had so many good ones. I do know that Vince, my favorite Vincent look is the first time we see the monster where he has like the black eye makeup across his eyes and the, yeah. the cape attached to it. Cause curtain, I'd never yeah. seen anything like that. And I just thought like, Holy shit, this is so cool. Um, JLo, I like it. I like JLo in white. So that first I like the white, one yeah. and the, um, the saint one, it, they're just so like magical, both of those costumes. Mm -hmm. But then again, love it when she's dark too. I, Love everything she wears in this movie. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, very she's, cool. She's she's turning the looks. She's turning looks. Stunting pretty. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I mean, this movie has really it all. Does. What more could you this want? This is why gay men love this movie. What more would you want? <laughs> yeah, agreed, agreed. Wow, this has been a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah. I love coming on the show with you guys. <laughs> we love having you I on. I feel like I get such good movies too. Oh yeah, definitely. Lots of good choices, but you know, I can't believe this movie's that, 21 years old. I can't old. talk about that. I know. I was telling Pete also of this movie has that cool look to it with directors for the year 2000 because yes. like seeing 2000 for a release date just seems so futuristic mm -hmm. at the time like wow this movie's coming out in the year 2000 and this just this movie just looks so cool in yeah. that regard of that this is the future of mm -hmm. movie making but it turns out it was a fad yeah <laughs> <laughs> But hey, I think we're still seeing its influence. For sure. Today. Yeah, we absolutely are. Oh, yeah, I do, definitely. You know, it got really heavy there in the around that time. But there's still, you know, like we said, American Horror Story. The opening credits to like all of the American yeah. Horror Stories, like directly taken mm -hmm. from movies like this. So I do miss, mu yep. oh, well, you know, we've got Gaga making them, but. I yeah. do miss this style of music video, too, because, you know, R.E.M. had them, Marilyn Manson, um, Nine Inch Nails, Tool. Tool was a big one where, like, every music video yeah, was like, sure. where am I? What planet am I on? Yeah. Schism. <laughs> yeah. It was a real renaissance of music videos in the, the late 90s. It was kind of, like, reached their peak of, like, what could we do yeah. artistically? And we got you know? our our duo of Trent Reznor and David Fincher out of it. And those two together <laughs> make art. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So we're, we're still seeing the, you know, what this movie laid the groundwork for today in Hollywood. So that's, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. And I think Tarsim still probably has a couple of good movies left. In I'd love yeah, to see definitely. one. So, yeah. So I say, I say if you can track down, I mean, probably we can't go to the video store right now, but if you can track down a copy of, of, uh, the fall, I recommend it. Um, 
It's really beautiful. And I love Lee Pace. And it's got yeah. Lee Pace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll make a playlist of all of the music videos to watch as a companion yes. to this movie. Yes. Because there's also some... Not just his dire- not just this director. Other directors that, that fell into the same... When she uh, brings Vince Vaughn into the dream, there's a lot of callbacks to him, uh, the Madonna's Bedtime Stories yes. video. <clears throat> yeah. Bedtime Story was... That was also directed by Mark Romanek, who did a lot of the Nine Inch Nails videos as well. And, and it... Very much, yeah, are referencing each other. So, very cool, very cool. Well, I think um, I think we've come to the end of our journey for the yeah. cell. Thank hey, you so much for Ashley. having me. I want to get back on Keep It um, Weird. Show. Yes, especially now that we know having guests is so uh, easy. Because <laughs> um, our last <laughs> season, um, season four, we really didn't until like the very end. We realized like, oh, we can do this as long as they have a microphone. Like we can do this. Um, mm-hmm. We had one guest and then went into quarantine last season. So that yeah. was um, pretty tragic. But season five is starting probably like first week of March. Um, and wow. we're starting with a listener ghost stories episode, which is a fan favorite. A lot of really, really, really scary stories this time. I don't know what I want to come on to talk either, about. I don't know either, but we're <laughs> going to think of something good because I love having you both on. Awesome. Well, uh, why don't you just tell our listeners where they can find Keep It Weird. Um, Keep It Weird. You can find us um, on Instagram, Twitter, some randomly, um, and Facebook. uh, At Keep It Weird cast is our handle. And then, you know, we have a website, keepitweirdpodcast.com. But we're out there. We're floating around. There's a lot of weird adjacent adjacent. Adjacent, <laughs> adjacent uh, <laughs> shows, but we're kind of the the OG. Yeah, for sure, definitely. You guys are, are pioneers. pioneers. You also have a really uh, great YouTube. Oh yeah, we do channel, have a YouTube channel, so just... um, youtubecom slash podcast. Um, and I miss doing our YouTube videos so much because we haven't really been able to in like a year. It's been a total yeah. fucking bummer. But hopefully. Yeah. Lauren's yeah, coming on our show in a few weeks. I'm excited to talk yes, to Lauren my again. Lauren's been on the show, uh, on your show several times, and she's coming on for a surprise mm-hmm. episode. I'm not going to ruin it. It's a really <laughs> it's a fun real movie. Fun one. I am awesome, a little jealous. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks Thank so much for, for coming me. on, and we'll uh, talk to Perfect. you soon. You're welcome. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 And thanks so much for listening, everybody. Fun episode. Yeah, I love it. Well, uh, I love The Cell. <laughs> we both love The Cell. It's a great movie. I was uh, surprised at how well it uh, it held up. But um, it's that time. It's that time that we'd like to take a moment to say thanks and hello to Patreon all our shout outs. So hello to Jimmy, Genevieve, Don, Josh, M, Aaron, Melinda, and Jim, Jessica, John, Nick. Christine, Rufino, and Mitch, thank you so much for being a friend. Thank you for being a friend. And if you would like a shout-out on our show, head over to Patreon, patreon.com slash movies that made us gay. We've got a lot of cool tiers with a lot of fun stuff for I you to check out. I just sent out the new movie postcards. Yay! We'd also love it if you would rate and review our show on Give Apple Give us five Podcasts. stars. Give us five stars and write us a good review. Um, we would love to read it on the show. You can also find us on social media, Instagram, and Facebook at Movies That Made Us Gay. And we're on Twitter 
at mtmugpod. Yes, indeed. You can find me, Pete, on Instagram and Twitter at Peter Lasagna. I'm Oscar Scott on Twitter and Scott Youngbauer on Instagram and just Scott Youngbauer on Letterboxd. Yes, if indeed. you want to see what I'm watching. Indeed. So go out and find us and say hello. Give us some love on social media. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. This was a lot of fun. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.